So I don't know if you've had a cup of coffee yet this morning, but I'd like to try something a little unusual today. I invite you to sing after me. Come, bring your burdens to God. 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 Jesus will never say no. For Jesus will never say no. Let's try that together. Come bring your burdens to God. Come bring your burdens to God. Come bring your burdens to God. For Jesus will never say no. Thank you so much. I love that song. It's been stuck in my head all week. Um, We've been singing singing it at the 9 a.m., and I've been thinking a lot about burdens. A friend of mine who is a theologian recently sent me an article about end-of-life issues, advanced directives, living wills, assisted dying. I actually don't agree with the conclusions of the article, but I loved the title. And the title of this article about end of life is called, I Want to Burden My Loved Ones. (laughs) And in it, a well-respected Roman Catholic theologian named Gilbert Mylander talks about going to a community information session at his local hospital about end of life issues. And he said that over and over again in the session, people said that they were there because they didn't want to burden their loved ones at the end of life. Didn't want to burden their children, their parents, their partners. And he starts meditating on that recurring phrase, I don't want to burden my loved ones. He says, the first thought that occurred to me in my musings was not the noblest. He said, I have sweated in the hot sun teaching four children to catch and hit a ball, to swing a tennis racket and shoot a free throw. I have played games that I detest with and for my children. I have watched countless basketball games made up largely of bad passes, traveling violations, and shots that missed the rim and the backboard. I've run beside a bicycle ready to catch a child who might fall while learning to ride, which, by the way, is very hard. Why should I not burden my children? (laughs) But then he gets serious, and he asks, why are we so afraid to burden one another? He says, is this not in large measure what it means to belong to a family, to burden each other? to find an almost miraculous fact that others are willing and even happy to carry such burdens. Families would not have the significance they do for us if they did not, in fact, give us a claim on each other. He goes on to say that within our families, more than in any other sphere of life, we are presented with unwanted and unexpected interruptions to our plans and our projects. 
but it's still true that the moral life consists in large part in learning to deal with the unwanted and the unexpected. In other words, you can write the most perfect advanced directives or living will, and absolutely you should. Preparing for the end of life is a Christian responsibility. It's a gift to the people around you. But even if we prepare perfectly for every possibility, our death will still be a burden to those who love us. Of course it will. They love us. And that's what it means to love, to burden one another, and to find that those we love are willing to carry those burdens for us and that we're willing to do the same for them. Part of love is carrying one another's burdens. It's inevitable, it's good that we burden one another. And the only, because the only way to avoid burdening our loved ones, our friends, our family members, the other people in our church community, is to hide all of our problems. It's to wear a mask and to avoid being truly close to other people. And as Dr. Mylander suggests, the only way to be uninterrupted by other people's needs is to avoid all love together, love altogether. And that's why the article concludes with that sentence, I want to burden my loved ones. To love someone means to share your burdens with them and to let them share their burdens with you. That's why we sing, come bring your burdens to God, for Jesus will never say no. And it should be clear, not saying that Jesus will never say no to what we ask. Evidence strongly suggests that he does and he will. It's that Jesus will never say no to carrying our burdens with us. Because God is love. And love means sharing burdens. That's also the core message of our reading from 1 Corinthians today. Paul says, Just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Paul thought that becoming a Christian was inseparable from becoming a part of a Christian community. And the Christian community was Christ's body in the world. So to be a part of a Christian community meant being intimately connected to other Christians. So closely connected that it's like being part of one body. So connected that, as Paul says, if one member suffers, all suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. To be a Christian is to be a part of a community where we bear one another's burdens. We suffer together and we rejoice together. As Paul reminds us, being a Christian means never being able to say to another person or group of people, you know, you're a hand, I'm a foot, we're really far apart, I don't really care about you or what you think. If one of us is hurting, all of us are called to respond. White Christians, for example, can't say to black Christians, well, we're so sorry you're dealing with racism, but I'm not racist, it's really not my problem. Straight Christians can't say to LGBT Christians, yes, I know things are really hard for you right now. I'm not really personally homophobic. It's not my problem. And unfortunately, it also means that we can't ignore the opinions of people we passionately disagree with, even if we think they're being racist or homophobic. 
We don't have to agree, but we do have to listen. Being a member of the body of Christ means bearing one another's burdens and allowing them to share their burdens with us. It's about acknowledging our dependence on one another, our need for one another. It's about being willing to share what's really going on in our lives, willing to ask for help and willing to help others. I want to be clear, bearing someone else's burdens doesn't mean saying yes to whatever they ask you to do. It doesn't mean taking responsibility for other people's issues or enabling addiction, abuse, or simple bad behavior. Love means drawing and keeping good boundaries, and sometimes that's easier said than done. But I think most of us, particularly here in Marin, maybe particularly in Ross, are pretty good at being independent. We're pretty high-functioning. We've got our lives together. We're pretty good at things. But our struggle is often acknowledging that we're interdependent. It's very hard to admit that we need other people. And it's hard to make space for people that might need us. Because it's very hard to admit to others that our lives are at times messier and more complicated than they might look from the outside. When someone asks us how we're doing, it's much easier to say that we're doing great and change the subject. Being vulnerable is very hard, and it's very risky. But Paul tells us that learning to depend on others and to let others depend on us is a key part of Christian life. And Paul's hope was that the church would be a place that was different than the world around it. He wanted this to be a place where we could take off our masks, the masks that we have to wear out in the world just to get by. He was hoping that it would be a place where we could risk being vulnerable, where we could get help carrying our burdens and help others carry their burdens too. And being vulnerable in that way is so hard. Sometimes we try it and it goes terribly wrong. The Christian community is hard and it's weird most of the time and people can be frustrating and annoying. But church is supposed to be a place where that's okay, where we get through the awkwardness and the annoyance and the hurt, where we try to genuinely love one another. And so I encourage you, be a burden to someone this week. (laughs) When a friend asks you how you're doing, try telling them how you're really doing. Or let someone else unburden themselves to you and receive it graciously. Call someone. Here at the church, call one of us. Call one of the care committee if you're having a hard time. Risk asking for help. Or reach out to someone that you know is having a hard time or someone you haven't seen for a while and ask how they're doing. It might go well. It might not. But we ought to be burdening one another because that's what love looks like. We bring our burdens to God, and Jesus never says no to carrying them with us. In the same way, we're called to bear one another's burdens, trusting that even very heavy burdens can become lighter when they're carried together. Amen.